Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. 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 Superficial magic is like if Goop were no, fun. No, it's like you don't have to go find your path. You just have to relax and let your path find you. Time isn't real. Math isn't real. If you focus on magic, you will create magic. That's like a 100% John Stamos guarantee. You really can manifest Vibe anything higher. you want. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the planet. Today we have a magical guest, almost as magical as Superficial Magic. It's my dear friend, Ed Weeks. Hi, Ed. Hello there. How are you? Um, I'm great. You're a little out of breath because you just walked up 40 flights of stairs incorrectly. I'm sorry about that. Yes, you misdirected me to your house. But yeah. I, I went up a few different staircases around <laughs> Silver Lake, which was beautiful. <laughs> Welcome. Calling for you somewhat sort of uh, foolishly. Good thing it's not hot out or anything. I know. Good thing we don't live in Los Angeles in the summer. <laughs> um, Ed, I called you here today because uh, we're both fake doctors. That's true. I have a question for you. Did people think after you were on the Mindy Project, would they ask you medical advice or is it different? If it's kind of a comedy. Well, I was a gynecologist on the Mindy Project. Yes. So that doesn't tend to come up normally. <laughs> Right. If I'm between someone's legs, it's for something different. Right, right, right. That's a great point. Nobody ever came up to you and was like, I'm seven months. I'm having contractions. Yes. This is made up things that I think pregnant people say. P.S. <laughs> You'll soon discover. I don't know what I mean by that. Yeah. So no one's ever done that because George Clooney said that was like an everyday thing for him. Um, no, no one's ever said. What I do get is, are you really British? That's the question. People oh. think my accent sounds fraudulent. Right. You're like too British. Yeah. For even Britain. I see. I think I sound quite fake. Yeah. Well, you've admitted to, to turning up the charm and then it kind of getting stuck on that on that setting right yeah you become your your social mask i suppose <laughs> yeah i didn't sound anywhere near this british in england but it's become a survival technique wow uh, yeah wow okay well that's actually gonna come up in our second question of the day we have two questions i'm getting the most amazing questions from people thank you so much for asking them guys i'm going to just be answering the ones that apply to the guests that i'm with so if your answer doesn't get if your question doesn't get answered if your answer doesn't get questioned. Ooh. Ooh. What's the difference? Maybe exactly. two sides of the same. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, if, you're, if your question doesn't get answered, it will. It's going to. It has to. This is the universe yeah. we're living in. Okay. So, let me open the first one. It's crazy girl therapy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Are you ready, Ed? Uh, always. Okay. Hi, Megan. I really liked your episode on mushrooms. Thank you so much. That was with Mr. Anonymous, and it's called The Secret Key to the Glitter Realm, if anybody wants to listen. Um, I am at a crossroads in my life and was wondering if you could tell me a bit more about what mushrooms did for you. I'm kind of scared to try them, but know you are as big of a baby as me. Okay, good question. Good, good question. question. Good question. And an understandable concern. Understandable concern. She signed it Lizzo. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and assume it is the 
The Lizzo. The Lizzo. Yeah, the Lizzo. She's a listener. T. Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you first do mushrooms? I Megan? first did mushrooms like six years ago. Right. Terrified. Made the biggest deal about it ever. Did you puke? No. Oh. The second time I did mushrooms, I panicked because I wasn't prepared. And I was like, I didn't want to do this. And I was trying to make myself throw up while my friends watched, what's that movie like f- about Fred, <laughs> the imaginary man? Oh, dro- uh, Drop Dead Fred. And they're like, shut up and just watch Drop Dead Fred. And I was like, I must puke. And literally couldn't. And it was totally fine. <laughs> That's the perfect movie to be trying to watch right? while you're on mushrooms. Drop dead about your imaginary friend. Right? Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't feel mentally prepared. And back in those days, I thought like taking a mushroom was gonna send me over the edge into like. Right. Of course. Well, it's kind of poison in a strange way. You're well, kind of yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are. I'm it, not sure we're making your friend feel any better. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, I first did mushrooms in, uh, I think it was the summer of 2003, and there was a brief period in London when they became legal. So there was a loophole in the law. So if the mushrooms weren't dried, if they were fresh, freshly picked, they could be sold. And so Portobello Market and all these shishi markets in London started just having stalls with magic mushrooms and, and, and displays telling you, which type of mushroom oh, was better? Oh, people must have been getting so high. For picnicking high. Or, or, or for discussing. For picnicking. Yeah, or for adventuring around Hampstead Heath. And, and, and The Guardian did this big uh, pull-out spread. And so it felt like a like a kind of a safe, legitimate thing to do. And of course, the whole summer, every, every park was filled with people just shrooming their tits off. And uh, it was... Because as you were saying, like the second time you did it, you didn't feel safe, and so that so it was weird. So yeah, it was uh, very. And of bad. course, it's very emotionally contextual. So uh, I felt safe. I'm such a goody goody two shoes mummies mm-hmm. boy. I hate being in trouble and doing thing anything that would seem a little illegal or I might get caught. Yes. And so uh, so this filled me with a lot of confidence that it was sort of de rigueur at the time. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just had these just wonderful afternoons with just dear friends in nature, just talking about everything, laughing till we cried. Uh, but it was always accompanied by a slightly like pukey, woozy feeling yeah, at the it, beginning. Yeah, it gets your tongue. It does. That's the trouble. They you, say eat bread. Yeah, yeah. Or or potentially drink it in the form of tea, which is a little oh, softer yeah. on the stomach, apparently. And orange juice. And orange juice. And lemon juice. But I think it's the same with any natural high, any kind of natural medicine, as it were. Uh mushrooms and 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 ayahuasca certainly and even weed you you don't get something for nothing you know Mm. it's not like taking you know a more um laboratory created drug like your you know your ecstasy or or your cocaine or something where you get high for free almost You're, you're 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 not high and then you're suddenly high and you're euphoric and you're happy mushrooms and just anything that grows on cow shit, basically, that you ingest <laughs> is going to make you work for its power. It's like yeah, life. Yeah, you that's have to, true. There's a, there's a big element of surrender required. And in, in a way, through surrendering to it, you get the greatest lesson from exactly. it. Exactly. It's a, it's a um, what's the word? Like, you have to participate. Yes, it's a participant yes. sport. Right, yeah. You're not just passively there no, letting all the goodness I fill hate you. I participating. So it's been a really good lesson for me. Um, yeah. I'm, as you know, sober, and so I'm not drinking or taking pills. My favorite two things together. Congratulations. Thank you. That's huge. How long has it been now? Um, Five months and 
14 days. That's incredible. Isn't that weird? And every day is a huge triumph. It's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. I love when you're doing something different and no matter how shitty your day is, you're like, but I still did that thing. Yeah. And then you always feel accomplished. You still sort of chose your your own heart and your own sanity, oh, which is yeah. beautiful. And you look fantastic, if oh, I may thank say. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You you are friends with some of my friends, so you definitely saw me at um, some of my more exciting times. Yes, and you me. Oh uh, I mean, yes, we've, absolutely. We've both been through it. Yeah. I once thought you were Patrick Dempsey. Do you remember that? It scared me very badly. I ran away from you. Patrick Dempsey's <laughs> slightly less attractive brother. <laughs> and then another time I woke up in the morning and I was like, wow, who took all these pictures of me? And then I realized I'd made you do a whole photo shoot of me. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> if that's the worst that happened, I think we're, we're okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm like, it's a, you know, it's a rated G photo shoot. I'm just at a bar, like. Oh, of course. Like doing something with oh, my yes, umbrella. Oh, with, uh, with yeah. Nina as well. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was quite fun. Yeah. So um, I'm not doing those kind of things anymore. I right. still really, really have a soft spot in my heart for mushrooms, yeah. weed, all of those things. I think if you're not using them to check out and you're using them to check in. Yes. And you're honest with yourself about who you are as a person. Are you somebody who's going to get addicted to mushrooms and take them every day and abuse no. them? Then don't do them. No. But Lizzo, are you a person who wants to meet a deeper aspect of yourself? Are you? If so, I say take them. Yeah. Fully, fully. And also, I don't think it is, I don't believe they are addictive. I don't think you would want to do no. them every day. Because again, it's not, it's not like a free high. It's a little difficult. Yeah. And you know, you do, uh, it can hurt your tummy a little bit and it can make you feel a bit sick. But then once you get through it, uh, like you said, you meet a deeper version of yourself and it puts you in touch with a lot of stuff you might be repressing and your cat is dancing my cat crazily. Is showing off. Um, what What's it, your thoughts on microdosing? So I've never tried it, mm -hmm. uh, but I've heard it's it's quite the thing these days. Yes. Uh, I, I dated somebody who would, yeah, she would do like a, just a tiny little bit of mushrooms every day. And she said it gave everything a, a sort of an additional aliveness. And mm. I mean, for me, I think life should be enough. Yeah. to give you that and if you're you know trying to be mindful then you can find the joy in the everyday uh but that said you know i don't i'm very lucky and i don't suffer from um depression or an, yeah. anything clinical like that and i've heard that um uh it can be very very helpful well, in those circumstances that's what i was gonna say i definitely um ha have depression for sure and anxiety and i've just found through microdosing um that I'm not getting high. I'm not like, whoa. No. But over time, I'm. it's like really deep patterns of thought are slipping away. Ah, that's amazing. It's so crazy. So you have been microdosing? Yeah. Are you, are you did you microdose today? No. Okay. No, this was um, last month. Last yeah. month was microdosing month. And yes. I just feel, I feel a lot more present. That's fantastic. And then what's the schedule? So then you'll might maybe microdose next month or just depending on how you feel yeah i'm actually gonna ask mr anonymous he was the guest we had on the podcast such a good guy mm -hmm. yeah very mysterious <laughs> i love um, that big question mark on his face so good yeah it's fetching it's fetching and he uh he's gonna tell me what to do because i wanna i wanna keep getting benefits but i don't wanna like 
hurt my brain or anything. No, of course, of course, you know, of course. This brain is precious. Yes. It's a precious commodity. I think, Lizzo, we've given you some very mixed advice. <laughs> but... You will get sick. Don't hurt your brain, but do it. <laughs> you had an experience that we want to hear about. Oh, yeah. Well, so mushrooms uh, was, if anything, merely the palate cleanser for what I went on to do uh, in Northern California, maybe four years ago for the first time, which was ayahuasca. Yes. Uh, very in vogue right now. Very in vogue right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was like a really intense mushroom trip. Can it, you, you know, walk it, us through it? Of course. So It's Ed Weeks. What are you, what are you wearing? Uh, so I'm wearing all white. Oh, uh, really? We would say so the circle, it was my girlfriend at the time. And she, um, you know, I was having some anxiety and, and some sort of fearful mental patterns. Uh, and she recommended this circle up in Hesperia. Uh, and it was run by these fantastic women, apparently. And uh, she'd done it a few times. And uh, yeah, she said it was very egalitarian and uh, and beautifully run and, and idyllic, the, you know, the, the location. And that she'd got a huge amount out of it. And she didn't tell me too much because she wanted me to have my own trip. So uh, you have to wear all white. You have to sort of fast for Ooh. about a month before. Not all food, but you gradually, you know, take away dairy and anything fermented and anything animal. And you actually animal. did it? I would lie. I'd be like, I did it. Like, I wouldn't, I would lie to myself, you know? I think you'd be cheating yourself in that case. Oh, of course. That's yeah. my favorite thing to do. I love cheating myself. Um, <laughs> but you were honest with yourself. I, I, you know, I gave it a shot because I was a little nervous and I wanted to do it properly. And, and I didn't want to exacerbate any tummy problems that would happen mm. naturally. Uh, and then you have to sort of refrain from sex and, and, and weed and even masturbation. Uh, so, yeah, it was a bit of a boring week uh, mm -hmm. the last week before I did it <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah so we arrive uh, and it's this little house attached to a farm sort of 5,000 feet elevation really high up in the mountains kind of meth lab country honestly uh, uh, so very interesting atmosphere uh, and just a very mixed bunch of people all ages all ethnicities everyone wearing white looking and feeling a bit nervous uh you bring your sort of yoga mat and you sit in child's pose around you know the periphery of the room and the lady who was running the ceremony the shaman uh who was very sort of reassuringly tall and Ooh, present that's feeling, what you want strong big strong hands i was like she's gonna take care of us Aww. uh and uh yeah she talked us through what would happen and she would be offering us the medicine and uh and we would ask between one and 10 how strong we wanted our initial dose to be. And she said, if you ask for 10, I won't give you 10. <laughs> uh, and you can always come up and take more. There'll be a second offering a few hours in. Uh, and uh, and I took an eight because I thought, you know, what, what, what the hell? In for a penny, in for a pound. It's a British saying. You look, you look confused. I do. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and then I just sat there with my eyes closed and some chap was playing the bongos. And <laughs> some chap was playing the bongos. There was the strains of incense in the air. And of course, people around me started to sort of cry softly and everyone has a puke bucket, right? So some people were puking and were beginning to sort of purge whatever they were there to purge. And I just had this knot in my stomach and in my brain. I was like, you're not fucking doing it right. You're not feeling anything. You fucking idiot, Ed. Like, you can't even 
do ayahuasca correctly. Oh, God, I need to poo, but I can't. I'm not going to poo. <laughs> I'm not going to puke. That's beneath me. Come on, just fucking close your eyes. Just feel spiritual, you dick. So you're just mentally berating yourself. Yeah, just yeah. horrible self-flagellation. Uh, and then eventually, you know, the poop became too powerful. And so I had to sort of excuse myself. And while I was in the loo, I also had a little, little sick sick. And then as soon as I came back and sat down, it was such a relief. And then I closed my eyes and and these purple curtains of perception literally parted. Okay, so you when your eyes are closed, it's usually black. It's usually black. So they're purple. Suddenly there was this purple light and the purple was like a velvet almost. Okay. And I was like, oh shit, I'm looking at curtains. And the curtains literally opened and my eyes are closed. But it suddenly everything inside my vision is super bright as if my eyes are open. And suddenly there's this grid over everything. There's this like, they call it the sacred geometry. So I begin to see this, this, this almost matrix over the world. So kind of like black lines and a shining, shining, a shining grid. Okay. Uh, And, yeah, I, it's. I mean, it's really hard to describe without making some kind of rudimentary, terrible CGI version of it. Right, right. <laughs> but I felt I could go into any of these grids, and it would take me to a new world. So I was in ancient Egypt for a second, no. and then I was in a Havana street. No, stop. No, super, super true. Uh, and uh, of course, it all happened. And this is what we were talking about earlier with surrender. It all happened once I was like, you're not going to get through this being clean and cool and not Mm. puking and not allowing your body to do what it wants to do. As soon as I gave into all that, the cramps went away and, and the fog in my head went away. And I was suddenly surfing through my subconscious. What? Super, super vividly. It was like the most incredible lucid dreaming so do you think those are past lives uh i mean that it's been said Mm. you know it's something in the moment that you're trying you're not really you're not in the space that you're interpreting it you're just being present and living through it so anyway so i i kind of went through these worlds and um uh it was just kaleidoscopic and and quite sensual as well there was a lot of like sexy dancing and (laughs) I was like wow this is amazing I'm kind of getting turned on it's crazy and then suddenly the arousal stopped because I was looking into my sort of mother's concerned mother's face and I was seven years old and I was lying in my bed back at home where I lived when I was seven and uh, I was crying and I was like begging not to have to go to boarding school and, and she was explaining that you know why i why it was a good idea and why they thought it was a good idea for me to go to boarding school we you know we were an army family we moved every two years uh and you know i was an only child and i was kind of quite sheltered and uh and yeah it was as real as you are in front of me now was wow. was was this vision of my mother and i was literally my 7 year old self and and i sort of wept as my 7 year old self and then i was also weeping as my 36 year old self and just suddenly there was just a flood of like god i've just got it all wrong for so many years like i've been trying to silence that 
emotional little seven-year-old and that uncool seven-year-old and that vulnerable seven-year-old. And it's okay to, to, to sort of feel the pain and, and mourn what he mourned. Aww. And it's also okay to let go of negative feelings towards my parents. And they were only doing what they thought was best. And, uh, uh, you know, it was weird. I was suddenly aware of a lot of uh, sort of behavioral patterns, you know, that, that resulted, you know, from me being sent away when I was so young and suddenly not feeling safe. And uh, uh, yeah, I just started just, just bawling. Uh, and one of the women who was running the ceremonies, the ceremony rather, noticed, of course, because I was making a huge sort of noise in the middle of this room, <laughs> and very gently took me by the hand and took me outside and where I, she helped me breathe. And and I looked up, and I could see every star in the cosmos. And I sat under this huge, beautiful ancient tree. And she like left me alone for a second because they're very cognizant of, you don't want to ruin everybody else's trip. Everyone is going through their own fucking shit, right? So uh, you don't want to be sort of too loud and emotional in front of people. Mm. And I sat under this tree and I just literally giggled at the stars. I giggled oh. and they were all twinkling at me and winking and smiling. And and I just remembered what I'd forgotten over years and years of just trying to be cool and separate and individualistic and fiercely atheistic, which I was for many years, just reminded me how connected I am to, to the stars and to the cosmos and how we're all we're all part of the same organism. And I was like, oh yeah, that, yeah, I'd forgotten. And I just laughed at how wrong I'd been. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. When you say you were a dorky seven-year-old, you're not lying. You were like a real dorky seven-year-old, oh. just like me. You were... Oh uh, yeah. Did you have a walking thing? Is that a rumor that... <laughs> Don't be all coy about you know I still have a walking thing. You've seen me walk. What is this? Yeah, I, I threw my legs out like some sort of like you're like a little Charlie Chaplin. Yes, I was somewhat Chaplin-esque. Yes, yes. And you were I was vaudevillian. Yes. Yes. A little chub chub. Little chub chub chub. Uh very um not not sporty at all. Very, very verbal. Too verbal. I would say weird, disarming things. Such as just uh, I, I was boarding school my first week and I was my favorite place was the toilet for some reason and I would <laughs> and I would create origami from the toilet paper my little friends and I would make them and little men and with bow ties and and there was a chap uh an, another boy not a an old man but like a, another boy in the stall next right, to me chap. and I noticed his shoes and I was like, I'm going to remember those shoes. And then I, and he was like some older boy. He was like 11 or 12. And I was eight at the time. And I approached him and all his friends in the playground. No, no you didn't. And I was like, you were in the toilet next to me earlier. I recognize your shoes. No. Uh-huh. No. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you fucking, what? He hit you? No, he didn't hit me. But oh. he then did hit me on, 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 on subsequent occasions. Oh. Yeah, and I was, you know, it was like, an, you know, I was bullied for that, of course. Of course. <laughs> that so, that yeah, fucking you... weird kid staring at your shoes while you poop. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just like way too open. Didn't know the rules. D- didn't understand. Had spent too much time by myself, probably, mm-hmm. you know, drawing and imagining stories well, where I was the hero. Well, we there were some origami skills popping up from somewhere. <laughs> Those don't come out of nowhere. Bow ties, men. <laughs> I I felt bad even wiping my bottom with them after I'd done them. <laughs> I had to put them in a separate pile. <laughs> 
So you were you everyone from Britain, I'm just gonna be super stereotypical and make a vast, huge statement. They hate God. <laughs> right? That is not where I thought you were going. Like it's just We 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 like God. Uh-huh. We're friendly with God, but we don't like to make too much of a fuss about him. Right. So the Church of England, the Anglican Church, is very like it's not like here where, you know, Baptists and Methodists and everybody throwing their hands up and proclaiming their love. No, of course not. It's very polite and mm-hmm. you know, it's almost Christianity without the vulgarity of talking about God or Jesus. Right. It's like, oh, it's hello, vicar. Would you like a cup of tea? And right. Yeah, no one is really emotional, and you know, I mean, everybody has their own way of worshiping, whatever this this energy that you know binds us all is. Uh, but yeah, it's not demonstrative. Um, but also, my mum, you know, I'm my mum is Latin, and and I was brought up Catholic, and I was baptized, and so religion was a, a big part of my early life. But I think when I went to boarding school, I used to pray every night, and I just stopped praying and I stopped believing mm. because I just I think deep down, I was like, why? I mean, if there is a God, why would He let me be sent to this place mm. where eleven year old boys don't appreciate their footwear being recognised? <laughs> Not appreciating the artist. Yes, I'm making wonderful small talk. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that it was. I thought you were going to say like, "How is God real if there's starving people?" Or like, I thought that's where you were going. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. How is God real if this could happen to me? (laughs) Because I am the center of the universe. I'm the main character in the world. Oh wow! I'm the protagonist. Wow. So this this, shouldn't be happening. This shouldn't be happening. Uh, Yeah. And there was also from the sort of sublimely ridiculous just to the ridiculous there was also a, a girl i fancied an older girl who was an atheist oh, I and bet was, this went well oh and she was an atheist and we would sit next next to each other on the bus and i was like oh that sounds so sophisticated wow hating god and only believing in the tangible yes i'm in kiss in. me <laughs> so then did so then did that kind of lift where you like i know you said you felt oneness when you were on ayahuasca but did you feel <sighs> quote unquote god yeah i mean what however you However you call, you know, whatever you call that, I, I, I felt it. Yeah, I felt, uh, I just felt a return to the spiritual dimension. Do you think we're eternal? Yes. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's great. Bye. Bye. Well, next question. <laughs> we could have just got there super early. <laughs> was, there, was there anything else about the trip that was great? No, it's, was your it. Did your girlfriend go with you? She did. Was she like so turned on or turned off by you sobbing and shitting and puking and crying and laughing at the stars and giggling? I mean, I did all that in a very attractive way. So how could she not have been? <laughs> um, no, but we had a, you know, it was, a, it was a huge bonding experience for us both, of course. And, you know, it, it, the, the ceremony sort of begins to wind down it like it lasts for about five hours uh. and so the first half of it you're you're sort of spent on your you're spending it really on yourself exploring what you need to explore and some people were wailing and i saw the ghost of a, a woman's dead child next <gasps> to me stop uh, yeah it's i mean it's, it, it when really you processed it after did she say that that's yes what, the next no, morning no, there was a talking no, circle no 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 yeah wow so some people it really just depends on what what the what grandma ayahuasca as they call her what she thinks she needs to give you so some people fly with the angels some people are running from little devils and everything in between but you always get what you need not necessarily Mm. what you think you want 
but you always get clarity. It's it's always a, a wonderful clarifying thing. But again, not for the faint-hearted. I mean, I was in real sort of psychological dire straits, so it was necessary for me. But it calls, she calls people at different times. So, you know, mm. uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, mushrooms would be, uh, yeah, somewhat... Uh, sort of less intense way of yeah. get, getting yeah. there if you, but, if you, you need know, to. But, you know, if you want to jump straight in, yeah. Lizzo, yeah. you know, just contact Ed, who will let you know where Mother Ayahuasca is hiding in Northern California. Yes, and, where, uh, where she is on tour right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to add really quickly that one of our good friends, JJ, um, went to go do Ayahuasca, very, very excited about it, really needed a change in her life. Yeah. All she saw was things having sex with each other, like plant, like leaves on trees having sex with each other. She was like, okay, surely this is going to stop and like something is going to, no. Surely these leaves will need a break yeah. for a Just cigarette. everything having sex with each other for five hours. Well, that was part of what I saw when I told you about, you know, it, it was like I was like dancing in streets with like Cuban people and French people. And it was all, it was, <laughs> but it was like, it was like camply sexy. <laughs> But right. there was definitely that energy. But, you know, because you're going through yourself. It was so. camp sexy. It was camp sexy. <laughs> uh. The critically derided sequel to uh, to Camp Rock. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm enlightened. Here's the second question. Hi, Megan. <clears throat> Hi, girl. I'm 33 and I hate my career. Is it totally unrealistic to follow my dreams? Hmm. This is an interesting question, and I think about it a lot. And I thought it would be good for you because you did this. Well, I was always, uh, I was always trying to be an actor, but I was just, you know, I was a struggling actor, as most of us are, most of our careers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was lucky, actually. In fact, my my mother was the one. She said, oh, "You are so bored of London, and you know, your agent is going to dump you." She's Latin, that's why I'm doing this borderline oh. racist voice. <laughs> I'll go back to my own accent. Um, but she was, you know, she, I was really sort of down in the dumps and I just hit 30 and my agent was in the process of dumping me and my relationship was failing. Uh, uh, th- all through my fault, I'm sure. Like, absolutely. I just was in a glum place. And so she, she suggested a change of scene and I just, I came to LA uh, so just you were with doing, zero expectations, really. You were doing graphic design. A graphic design was my day job, which yes. I loved and which I would so happily go back to if I had to. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I was really, I really enjoyed it. I found it very therapeutic and I loved the people I worked with. And it, you know, gave me a lot of freedom and I could work from home. And I love illustration and I'm very nerdy with computers. Uh, but I was still trying to be an actor. Right. And the acting wasn't working and it was making me feel like a loser. Uh uh, and uh, and so I thought I'm just going to give it one last crazy shot, and where crazier to give it a shot than LA? And and I came out and oh god, um, this is such a '90s movie. I just hear the music. Yeah, the music began in the background, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and I suddenly had this um, confidence and chutzpah. Uh, that I just had been sorely lacking for so many years because I'd wanted it so badly. And you know how the universe can sense desperation and, and it doesn't give you what you oh, want. So annoying. You have to be like, I don't give a shit. Whatever, universe. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, up to you. I'm I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I kind of had that attitude uh, and I just really lucked out. I sold a script and I got a, a, a job on a great show and... Uh, 
you know, here I am doing, doing, you know, podcasts on a Thursday. That's nuts. I mean, what a life. I mean, this is a really big honor for you, I'm sure. It's, uh, I, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I'm so excited that yeah. you are. It's a nice way to interact with you. I think we should always right? have microphones in front too. of our mouths. This yeah. is so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we always are kind of on a podcast, so this just makes it official. Yeah, this makes it a fish. Um, okay, a few questions. Do Go. you laugh so hard when you think about your old agent? Watching your career flourish in the United States. Mm, I, I mean, initially, I, yeah, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't some uh, Schadenfreude uh, <laughs> when I consider her. But, but uh, you know, I do. I I also try to, to to think of people generously because it just makes me happier. When I first came out here, there was, of course, a lot of. Oh, this will show those fuckers. Mm. Everybody who doubted me. Mm-hmm. Going back to the the kids at school right. whose shoes I recognized. But they must be so confused. Imagine if... Because you were like the dorkiest boy in school. Yes, yes. And now you're a sex symbol on TV. That's weird. <laughs> D- isn't that weird? Do they like contact you and are like, Hi, I'm existentially confused. Help me... <laughs> figure this out i mean uh, you know i you'd you'd have to you'd have to ask them well i will okay bye (laughs) (laughs) um okay so so what did it feel like when you got your first big break uh like walk like like put me in your body what does it feel like to really experience that um well so like i said my expectations were zero uh and uh and I came to, to L.A. and I remember just walking down Sunset. I was staying with a friend on Curson, uh, but he wasn't home yet. So I had a bit of time to kill. And I was just walking just by where the guitar center is and where the exactly old Samuel, Samuel uh-huh, French bookshop was. The Pikey. And I was just in. I was like, this is. Is there sun. anything else you were walking past? No, there's just those <laughs> three places. I was leaping between them. So I didn't walk past any other storefront. <laughs> OK. And I just remember feeling. And this is a very heterosexual thing to say, like Dorothy mm. in going, suddenly showing up in Oz. I was like, wow. this is Technicolor. Wow. And as English kids, we grow up, you know, watching of pretty much course. exclusively American movies. And I was like, this is just like the movie said it would be. And I was just so excited. And all my senses were, were, were just tickled. And and I just felt really alive for the first time in so many years. Wow. And just I was just giggling at the whole thing. And... and um, and I'd written a script uh, about my sort of parents' divorce, but a, a comedic script. It was a form of therapy, and I had it under my arm. And I ended up selling uh, selling it to, to to CBS. That's insane. Uh, and with each of so it wasn't like a sudden big break, but which each of the successive meetings, people seemed interested in what I was doing, and they laughed at my dumb jokes and they seemed charmed by me and I just thought I just suddenly felt a mojo I hadn't felt a lightness and I think it's partly it was a playfulness it was like this isn't really serious mm, this isn't a real place underline that yes yes I'm you know that England awaits mm-hmm. the old this social isn't a real structures place. got it yeah this isn't a real place and this isn't a real thing and this is these aren't real people and it's not a real industry it's all too fantastical it's too fun to be real. And uh, and that sort of playfulness, I don't know, it just it just put me in sync with the universe for for for, for a few pivotal months. God, and that I and love that, got, that and that got me here and that you know, I and that's and I've been that. here ever since. Yeah, so I think that underlines something really important, which is 
don't want it too bad, make it playful, yes. and let the universe give it to you. And, and, don't over, and don't overthink it. Absolutely. It's so much harder than it sounds, but... Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, maybe that goes back... Maybe mushrooms would help you get into that spot. To yes. The, to, maybe all of you should take mushrooms, all the questioners but, of but, today. But what was... Her question, she's thinking of changing mm-hmm. her career, but she's yes. not sure if she should. She is thinking of changing her career. Let me just open her email once more. She's 33, and I hate my career. It is, to- is it totally unrealistic to follow my dreams? I would have questions about that. Like, are you married with children and you want to start your dream in Los Angeles? It might be harder. Right, practical questions. Practical questions. Yes. Um, but is, is your dream just to lie out in the sun and be paid for that? Right. right. Are so you going to try to be a, like a baseball player on the Yankees? You know? Right. Um, how do you... Okay, this is the real question. I know that if you get an alignment, you can have anything that's meant for you. Yes. Obviously. Of course. What about... How do you know if you're wanting things that just aren't in your vortex so to speak i mean gosh i i wish i you know i wish i i mean i i think theoretically it, it's you know if your ego is wanting something it's probably different right than if you're wanting something from your sort of your core and your center you can probably tell most people say heart ed <laughs> i possess not a heart but i do have a center i'm geometrically quite pleasing <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree. It it is different. There's a, but a, but 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 the way she phrases it, following your dreams. Yeah, follow your dream. Why absolutely. not? So if you're coming from a, a you know a place of of kindness, what harm can that do? Well, she's leaving behind a career. Right. Sure. But I mean, all these careers and they're all temporal structures. You Agreed. know that. You know, uh, it's. I think it's good to be. Just bloody brave about it and take and take some swings. If you jump, the net will appear. I, quite. Unless quite. it doesn't, and, and then, then you'll die. And then your head will smash into a thousand <laughs> and who, pieces. And that's fine. And that's fine. Then then, yeah. then the, the the vultures will eat your brains, and and they will be nourished. And they will, and then they will shed it out, and um, they will make mushrooms. And they will make mushrooms, which wow. we will then take and do a podcast on. <laughs> And mourn your listener. So absolutely follow your dreams. Um, no, I, I everybody should follow their dreams. I have never recommended other episodes of my podcast before. That's This is crazy that I'm doing it it's twice rather, in one episode. Rather vulgar. Yeah, but there is another episode called What to Do If You're Not Manifesting What You Want that I did by myself. And I think that really helps to get into what your core, or as we call heart, um, <laughs> wants to manifest in this life. And it's, uh, it's really cool once you get in tune with it and you're not pushing it and it's just unfolding and it's a surprise and it's totally different yeah 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 Yeah, i think um i think sometimes one's goals can be i want more money and i want my life to be more this or 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 less that and and that it's not necessarily like i want to feel a bit more at peace and i want to have a better quality of consciousness uh and so if 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 that comes first you know, then I think uh, I think the, the the outer purpose will follow. To paraphrase Eckhart Tolle, who I'm I was just gonna stuffing say, into my brain presently. Okay, so to close, do you have any Eckhart Tolle knowledge or anything going on that you can just words of wisdom to give to everyone? What was the last thing I I read? I'm reading uh, rereading a new earth. You, uh, a new earth has been on your kitchen counter for the last five years. You've been <laughs> reading it. Front to back for five years. It's one of those things you could dip in and out of. You can. Yeah. You can open it and read a sentence and be like, 
Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, the first time I read A New Earth, I was, no, the first time I read The Power of Now, I was 23 years old, sitting in my bed. A friend gave it to me. I opened it, read the first chapter and put the book down and was like, I cannot, total life shift. Yeah, right? It's insane. It's unbelievable. It's how much it resonates with you when you're ready for it to resonate with you. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah, what's, what's going on in his brain that's connecting to your brain? Oh, well, so the, the last thing I read, which sort of stuck with me was, um, he was talking about if you, you know, if you feel like you're not getting enough respect or you feel like people are diminishing you or you feel like people are being, you know, if you feel like a lack in your life, it's because you're not giving it out. Because the energy Whoa. to feel kindness and to feel generosity and to feel these things, you have to, they have to come out of you as well as come, like output equals input. It's so true. I was just thinking that. Yeah. So how can it exist unless you're giving it? So if somebody's being a, if someone's, you know, not being kind to you, for example, then just be extra kind to them mm. because that's the only way the kindness can bounce back to can you. bounce back to you, uh, which kind of seems sort of self-evident. Uh, but it was a nice thing to to hear because uh, you're being a bit of a dick to me, and I was like, course. maybe if I come and do her of podcast, course. yeah, yeah, uh, did I soften? Somewhat. <laughs> well, Ed, bye. Um- <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you truly are a gift. This is a great little mm, almanac of advice. Sure. Yes, I used the word almanac. At last. At last. <laughs> um, where can they find you on social media? Oh, goodness. Well, I don't post very much. No, you I, don't. Yeah, because I'm very conflicted about the whole thing. Uh, but I'm on uh, Twitter, uh, uh, at Edward Weeks, mm-hmm. and, and Instagram the same. But... It'll be a dull, a dull scroll. I'm afraid. Uh, not true because you ha- you adopted a elderly dog because you were scared to get attached to a young dog because you might not like it and then you'd have to be with it for a really long time. Right. And beyond that, I was afraid to get attached to a woman or any other exactly. human being. Yeah, so you yeah. bought an older dog and he is perfection and you have a ton of pictures of Arthur. Oh yes, I, Arthur. Arthur features very heavily. Yes, uh, and yes. you love him so much with all my heart. Do- <gasps> What? I just admitted I had a heart. Oh, fuck. Arthur, thank you. Thanks for renaming my center, a heart. That's what I'll end on. I think everybody should adopt adopt a pet, too. If you don't have a pet, your heart doesn't even... Is it even alive? Oh, quite. Quite right, yes. And it gives you a lot of presents. And, yeah. um, and also, they're fucking hilarious. They're, they're so funny. They're silly snouts and oh, their God, b- black cute. little eyes. Where is she? She's right behind me. My cat's right behind me. Oh, I love her so much. Okay, well, I'm Megan Granger. You can find me... At Megan Granger, M-E-A-G-A-N-G-R-A-I-N-G-E-R. Please join our Facebook group, Superficial Magic Vibrators, on Facebook. And, um, you know, leave a review if you want to. It helps a lot. And I will talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.